So welcome everybody. So happy to be here again. My name is Dina Itzel and I'm here with Libby. And Libby was already on the podcast like a while ago, I think it was. So I'm so happy to have you back here, sister. And today we're going to talk about uh, what happens after the ayahuasca afterglow and a little bit of a timelines in terms of integration and things like that. And I'm super excited, you know, to have Libby here because she went through, you know, the, the whole one year integration program and everything. And um, I'm, I'm excited to hear her perspective. And it's also it was a while ago. So there is even more, you know, retrospect that you can look back onto, which is like so exciting. And yeah, we thought that this would be like a useful conversation for for most of you who listen to the podcast um because we were talking about this in clubhouse and it was you know a lot of people <laughs> had something to say and yeah a anyways if you if you want to talk to us or be part of the conversation we are on clubhouse every second tuesday and um yeah you can just you know find the link in the description how you can join us and and just you know that's an interactive room that we have every second tuesday when we talk about you know everything about ayahuasca preparation and integration basically <laughs> so welcome Livy. so good to have you back how are you thank you so much yeah it's been about a year since i was last on <laughs> and I love listening to them so thank you so much for having me back on it's such a pleasure and yeah as you said I um I co-moderate the room with Nina um for Clubhouse so I also highly recommend um checking out that room if you ever have the chance it's a really great 90-minute conversation every other Tuesday and um just being a part of it has really helped me um in my healing process even more I I uh, finished my year-long integration about a year ago to date, actually. So um, I really believe that um, being a part of that clubhouse room has, you know, being a part of a community has also helped me expand that healing even further um, and being part of a group. So it's wonderful. So yeah, check it out if you mm -hmm. would like. <laughs> we'd love to have you <laughs> yeah that's a perfect timing actually we didn't plan it you know to have this like year apart and it, I, we did uh, not plan it <laughs> i think it's just really you know perfect once you kind of relax a little bit into the flow it, it just all aligns and i love that and this is a good example for that okay i think i want to start with just you know what we always talk about in terms of integration that integration is basically the embodiment of those lessons and teachings and newly acquired awareness that you receive, you know, through the medicine and with the help of the medicine. And, uh, and, you know, that's what the emphasis is on that what you're going to do with that, knowing that wisdom, that insight, that awareness that you now have, and how you're going to translate that into your everyday life, how that is going to change your life, you know, on, on the long run, and so on and so forth. So uh, I know that you went through so much, you know, like since, since this last two years, so whatever comes to you that you want to share on this, this subject, that how did it look like for you to translate those insights into your, your everyday life and what were those 
you know, uh, habits and behaviors that you changed and how did that work out for you? Um, so I'm just giving you the, yeah, the mic to share with us. Thank you, sister. All right. Um, yeah, so for me, um, I've been thinking a lot um, recently, the two of us and, and our um, our friends in Clubhouse have been talking a lot about the ayahuasca afterglow and what happens after the afterglow wears off. And, um, you know, it's a different amount of time for everyone. Uh, for me, um, the afterglow, I would say, didn't last very long. And now that I have enough space to reflect and look back on it, I really think that it's because with my intention when I went into ceremony, um, I, I asked the mother ayahuasca to show me um, how to live life without pain. And um, ultimately that pain was uh, stemming from anxiety, fear, um, lack of trust, things like that. So what really started happening very quickly when I returned to, at the time my home was in Chicago, was that I entered this, um, pretty much this state of like almost total darkness. And um, that was very scary for me. Um, and the way I describe darkness is that I had this like just total acute awareness of all of my triggers and um, all of my shadows were just thrown at me so hard. And because I was battling, I don't want to call it a battle, but at the time it felt like a battle. Um, so sometimes I'll be, I'll talk about how I was feeling in the time, but I'll look back at it and be like, that really wasn't a battle, but it felt like a battle. Um, which I also think is really cool. Um, so anyway, these triggers and, um, shadows were just in front of me and just like I was facing them straight on and um, because I was in this sense of total bliss from coming out of ceremony and then being faced with what I had asked for I asked the mother ayahuasca to show me I asked her to show me how to heal this how to heal this trauma how to heal this pain and so she showed me and she showed me really fast <laughs> um, and it was in those, those moments um, of darkness where, you know, luckily I knew that I had Nina to, um, to help me get through it. And now that I'm looking back, this is how I, you know, I was very present moment in the time, um, you know, just really trusting the process, but I was very, um, very dependent um, during my healing process on, um, on that help. And that was something that I committed to and that she had committed to me. And that's what I knew I was going to have. So I didn't know that I was going to be faced with all these triggers so soon, but luckily the consistency and what I knew was going to be there was my therapeutic sessions with Nina, my talk therapy. So, you know, I moved, I kept moving forward with this and um, the first few months after the ceremony were, um, were pretty dark. <laughs> and then um, the more I became 
aware of these triggers and aware of these shadows and the choices because my awareness was increased so much. And then I was aware of these choices that I had and how those triggers made me feel or how um, those behaviors made me feel. Um, I was able to decide um, what made me feel good, what didn't make me feel good. Um, I became aware of my habits of, you know, self-sabotage, self-destruction, things like that. So I was able to recognize them a lot quicker than just as before, before I started out, out on this journey, just living and surviving with these constant feelings. Now I was able to recognize them a lot quicker and then stop and have a conversation with myself and, <laughs> and then make those choices. How am I going to move forward with this? So um, that was a, a huge gift that, um, that I had with this integration was knowing that I had assistance in, in this process. Um, I've never done it without this, um, type of program, but I really believe that if you are called to the medicine, called to the mother ayahuasca for the purpose of healing and awakening, that this would be a really, um, a really great choice for you to really achieve that for yourself. And, um, and yeah, so, <laughs> um, if you could remind me just a little bit more about the question or we can. Yeah. So can you say some practical examples so people can understand like, you know, how does that look like on an everyday basis when you say that you become aware your, you know, uh, self-destructing kind of behaviors and habits and triggers and all that. And, and what did you do about it and how is it now? So for example, I re remember, you know, that one of the big thing that you were working on was physical pain and discomfort that you felt and, you know, how you were relating to your body before and then what happened and how you started to listen and honor your body and therefore, you know, feel better in your body. And, and another thing that I, I remember, like, I, I think everybody can relate to was with obviously family relationships and putting healthy boundaries, you know, <laughs> to place. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to tell a little bit more about those two, I think, you know, people would love that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I said before, I, um, I was called to the medicine to help, um, heal myself from chronic pain, anxiety, PTSD. Um, and, <laughs> uh, I realized that a lot of the pain was, um, actually just from not listening to my body. Um, and what I was able to learn, for example, um, if you, there's so many examples that I'm actually going to give right now, because, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of it does have to do with boundaries too. So your body is your temple and, um, your body has innate wisdom, um, to tell you everything that you need to know. And I kind of feel like before I set out on this journey, I was just kind of like surviving. And um, I had 
certain things. Like I, I had a job, I had a husband, I still have a husband. <laughs> I had, um, you know, an apartment. I, I had these things that I felt like, I think I felt like I should just be happy and, you know, just keep, keep chugging along. And in reality, um, no one should be living like that. Um, if you're in pain or you're anxious all the time or things like that. So what I started to do was I started to reflect a lot more like, okay, so I have this job, but why am I in so much pain? Why can I, um, not sleep at night? Why do I feel like I can't, um, speak my truth? And it's because I, I was refusing to, to listen to my body. I was refusing to listen to my gut. So as a last resort, my body was giving me these signals in the form of pain. And for a very long time, I still wasn't even listening <laughs> until the point where it got to, um, that I couldn't even chew and swallow solid food. So that was kind of the final straw, which now, as I look back, um, I, I call that like symbolically, like the truth was hard to swallow. And I, I still think that that's a really good representation of the journey that I went through before, during, and after. Um, so for example, I learned how to set healthy boundaries for myself, whether that be in a big situation, like a big case situation or a small case situation, a small case situation. Um, I would practice, uh, yoga asana every day. And I would push myself to the point where I would, I would literally not ever go a day without practicing because I thought that that was weak or bad. If I didn't practice this, um, pretty intense yoga asana every day. And it got to a point where I would push past this immense amount of pain. And I started to realize that was my body just asking me for rest because I was so imbalanced, um, in the way that I was living my life. I was so masculine or something, or just, I pushed so hard, like no pain, no gain. Um, and that really just, um, learning how to listen to my body in such a way, um, has helped me on, on so many levels, um, even to, a larger case scenario where um, I had this job and I never knew how to stand up for myself and standing up for yourself doesn't, I never really knew how to stand up for myself. Um, and I always thought it meant like pushing your chest out and putting your foot down and, um, you know, yelling back at someone, but like, that's just not what it ended up meaning for me. What it ended standing up for myself really ultimately just meant leaving and not pushing so hard to try to be something that's not right for me. And, um, there, there's really just no point of doing something that doesn't make you happy. And there's a difference between thinking that you're happy and really being happy. Um, just because you hold this title or because you, um, have a certain reputation in a community um, that can all just be so external and mean something that's really just not your truth at all. And I realized after a while that that's um, 
after a while in this, in this healing and integration process, that that is how I was living my life before. So, um, I stopped trying to push so hard against the universe into getting these jobs and into, um, being in this, in this Asana community and, um, and things like that. And that has opened up so many more doors for me, um, where your energy, when your energy is flowing, it, it, it flows into places where you're more meant to be instead of just, um, just muscling your way through life. And when I started, and that really all just flows, like comes back to me listening to my body and just stopping for a second, like even just a few seconds to ask myself, why is my knee hurting so bad? Like, yeah, I did injure it. I injured my knee, but why did I injure my knee? Why, like, what was I doing? Why does it still hurt? What, you know, what's going on with that? What do I need to do to feel better? <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, making those choices um, also made me a lot more brave and it made me like, um, learning how to, tr or like watching myself, trust myself and seeing everything play out um, or like fall into place, not play out. Watching everything fall into place when I started to take these steps back and ask myself these questions and take those, like take those chances into trusting myself because back then you have to realize I never used to trust myself. I used to self-sabotage, I used to, question myself like even the simplest thing of like what color am I going to wear today was like I would even second guess myself on what I would put on <laughs> my body to wear so if you think if that sounds like that you should imagine the bigger decisions that I had to make in my life so and I um, there was uh, once that uh, correct me you know on this because I can't remember the details that you were signed up for some course or workshop and you you were in pain and you didn't really want to go but you didn't want to lose the money and you went and there was like a car accident or something that the universe literally like you on the way like and, yeah that was me <laughs> you got that and Ignoring your body's signals <laughs> i was and what's really um quite cool about that whole situation was is that i still use that to this day of a learning experience where when it happened, I was so, oh, I was so just like mad at everyone, like not everyone, but I was in, including myself. Like I was just like so mad at the world. Um, and this was, um, this was the year, this was like one of the final straws that like took place. Um, it was like the, the most absolute, like, um, it just completely embodied my, <laughs> all my situations, like my self-sabotage, my mistrust, my, um, you know, looking for external sources for validation, um, all of that in one. So yeah, this was in, in Chicago and I was, uh, signed up for and involved in, um, in a, a yoga teacher training and, um, my body had just completely had it. Um, and 
I tried so hard to listen to my body (laughs) and I even tried to drop out of this course, but then like the, the bad part, like the bad side of me, like after I had listened to my gut was like, Oh no, you're, you're not going to get your money back. So you should go. And, you know, one thing led to another and I ended up getting in the car late, starting driving to this teacher training and I got (laughs) T-boned. Um, I didn't even make it a block and I got T-boned by another driver and ended up like tearing, uh, tearing a ligament in my shoulder. So then, you know, one thing led to another, (laughs) I couldn't practice. I was in like immense amount of pain all over again. Um, you know, and it was, this was one of my blessings that like ended up, I think like ultimately leading me back to Nina. I had already known her and stayed pretty close to her, but had never worked with her at this type of, um, in this type of sense. <laughs> um, That's what we so, called a wake up call from the universe. <laughs> it was such a wake up call from the universe. And I still use this lesson almost on a daily basis because of all of the different things and all of the different all the things that it embodies and it it touches in my journey and I think it applies to like many other people Um, what you are saying is that you know what happened to you through your experience that you went from this external guidance which is you know what other people um say i should do right Right. to internal guidance of honoring your own being and your own body telling you you know how much is enough and when to stop and when to pause and when to rest and with such a small uh well i mean it's a big journey and a big transformation but the action that you started to take was just just saying yes to that and and doing small things like resting more you know and taking a day off and just resting your body and that did miracles you know and miracles yeah and then just for me taking the risk at the beginning of this to learn how to start trusting myself and trusting that when I trust myself that everything will just fall into place right that was um also you know really big um and I think that the medicine really helps us with that (laughs) right And, um, you know, another thing that I want to talk about, because I think we all, you know, obviously live in relationships and or primary relationships and family with family members and loved ones can be sometimes, you know, the most challenging, of course, you know, the most loving and intimate and connected as well, but definitely sometimes the most challenging, I think, you know, I don't know which wise man said that if you think you are in life, (laughs) just go home and visit your family. So, you know, I often observe that that's, that's, that's a vital part of the, of the healing process of the, the integration process is to, you know, kind of face those issues and work on those issues and, and, and take action and, and uh, shift the dynamics within the close relationships into a more balanced state, you know, that is more beneficial for, for, for everybody. And this always comes up as a trigger, you know, for everybody, even without working with the medicine, you know, in any kind of therapy or self-development. So I, so I think this is a good kind of point of measure, you know, also how much you, you, 
moved, how much you are worth to look back, okay, how much your relationships changed, especially those relationships that were challenging for us. So for most of us, we have like a history, you know, with one of the parents, <laughs> you know, and it's just uh, some big family drama and, and war going on and, you know, to find find some way of peace and forgiveness and, and, and love and compassion in this situation sometimes can be very difficult and very challenging. And oftentimes, you know, these relationships have elements of abuse or just straightforward abusive relationships or toxic relationships that we are in or we stayed in just because it's a family member and we somehow feel obligated um, to, to take that abuse. So um, how, like, how was your experience with that? And, and, and where, where are you now, you know, looking back into that whole story and dynamic in your family? Yeah, so I definitely agree with you, Nina, about how <laughs> family is, um, can be a very challenging and um, triggering now, I, um, I believe in a very healthy and productive way. And, you know, going back to a lot of what I've been talking about today is, um, you know, standing up for yourself and creating um, healthy boundaries and, um, you know, balance for yourself. Um, I was always kind of like, I always kind of just wanted to like, leave the nest. Um, I'm from Indiana. And so if you know how close Chicago is to Indiana, um, it's only just about a three hour drive. So I was still just at this um, arm's length distance to my, my mother. And um, I, you know, I was finally brave enough to well, one, I really needed to get more into nature. So um, my husband and I, um, actually during the pandemic, when we were locked in our um, tiny little studio apartment in a concrete jungle of Chicago, we started, you know, um, writing down what we really, really wanted in our life and what that looked like. And that ended up ultimately looking like, a desert with sun and mountains and nature. And the only place where we could find that was like 15 to 1800 miles away from Indianapolis. And, um, you know, I've traveled uh, far and wide, but none of that was ever permanent um, until we did finally make this decision that we didn't need to be so close. And, um, that really did go, you know, fall back into that trusting yourself and um, creating healthy boundaries for yourself. Um, with that, I've also, you know, I was always so triggered by um, my mother and I have a lot of differences in our communication styles and on our views in life, politics, whatever it maybe. And, um, I was always so triggered by these conversations that we would have that would barely ever be conversations. They would just kind of like always turn into pretty big arguments. And, um, I always felt like I needed to prove my point by speaking. 
or fighting back or yelling back. And that never seemed to get me anywhere. And I never quite realized that until once again, after I sat with the medicine and I started integrating and I started making these choices. So I'd be triggered by a comment um, by my family. I'd be like totally triggered by a comment. And, you know, at first I'd noticed this like urge to fight back, but because I had this awareness of how is this going to make you feel if you keep fighting back or if you join this vibration? Has it worked before? Like, has it worked before? And how far have you gotten? Or are you just going to try something different? Like, maybe don't respond. And that's going to be your reaction is to not respond and see where that takes you. So I started kind of like experimenting with this and changing my communication style with my family. And, um, you know, I might not might, I definitely do not speak to my family as often as I used to, but whenever I do now, it's a lot healthier and, um, it's, it just, it feels a lot better. And, um, did I mention it's a lot healthier? <laughs> so, um, just, learning how to stand up, like finding the strength within myself to stand up for myself that way, instead of, you know, in being a lot more peaceful and speaking less and proving my point in such a way, I think that our, my relationship with my family has really, it's gotten a lot better because I, we're not fighting. And I think that um, by not engaging in those certain types of behaviors, it also shows that I'm not interested. I am not interested in this whatsoever. So because I'm not, I'm not playing a part in that, then it's not even presented into me. I'm not like, I'm not in that vibration anymore. So, um, yeah, the distance and um, changing my communication with my family has definitely helped everyone, um, <laughs> everyone to just be better, be better that's, and show up better. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, I just want to do a little summary here because that's that's kind of like standard part of the, the integration process, what you just described, how, you know, the medicine helps us to expand our awareness and that with that expanded awareness we we turn our attention inwards that you mentioned several times that instead of you know reacting to the external world instead of trying to defend ourselves instead of trying to you know bring our point across or convince somebody you, you, you use your awareness to, to kind of reflect on yourself and what's going on in your internal reality, in your internal landscape, in terms of how am I feeling? What's going on in my body? You know, what am I thinking yes. about this? So on exactly. and so forth. And, and starting to develop that intuitive guidance, you know, that comes from within and uh, turning our attention a little bit away from those external voices that are telling us constantly what to do, how to live, you know, how to behave, how to uh, speak, so on and so forth. 
And, and once you start to, to bring your attention inwards, I think that one of the most important thing that happens, which is the most challenging, but most liberating as well as, as you described is that you become aware that we are our worst enemies. You know, that you are doing this to yourself. You know, as you said, you are participating in that game, in that conflict, in that, you know, fight, in that you are participating in it and you, you are creating it, you know. And, and yeah. I think this is kind of like the, 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 what you said, you referred to as a truth hard to swallow because a lot of people is much more comfortable you know to blame somebody else for what's happening instead of acknowledging that I am part of that you know I'm co-creating this I'm participating in this but also one of the most liberating as you mentioned because now you have a choice you know the result the gift here is is the choice because before you don't have a choice you're just an automatic pilot and you react to the triggers and you recreate you know the same scenario I'm sure everybody familiars with that you know how you keep circling in the same cycle but now you have choice and now you're like okay so if I'm doing this if I'm creating it if I'm playing this I can just stop it you know I cannot do it I cannot participate yeah. I can go chow by and <laughs> and and choose peace you know and not not participate in a fight and that is you know that personal empowerment, I think that we always talk about in the integration and in the healing process to, to take back the power over your life from that zombie reactive, you know, uh, state when you just keep repeating, you know, the same patterns, the same mistakes and blaming others for it. How did that work out for you, by the way, you know, versus trying something else that you are guided to do and, and, and see, you know, what does that do? And as you said, you said, oh, that's much better. I feel better. I'm more peaceful. Everybody is more peaceful. There is less conflict. There is less flight fighting. Everybody benefits from this. And, and of course you have more inner peace, you know, that's, yes. above, you know, that's why we are doing this. So, so that's, that's amazing. Um, the way you described it, you know, how, how this plays out and, and certainly, I think, especially with closed relationships, we want to change the other person. We would, oh, if you would be just like this, then I would be happy, you know? It's like, and, and it's just Absolutely. such a futile, like, you know, windmill flat fight. It's just like, it's, it's never happens because you don't have power over other people. And as soon as we can shift that perspective and realize that I cannot change this person, that I can change, myself and the way I look at things, the way I see things, and I can change my actions, I can change my behavior to in, in a way that serves me better. And, and, and ultimately, everybody, you know, as you described, everybody benefited from your action, not just you, but all the other family members who also have less conflict and more peace, you know, in this right. situation. At least with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so that was actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was one of the biggest teaching moments for me was when I really, really was able to understand that I am really only responsible for myself. I am not responsible for anyone but myself. And, you know, you kind of always know that you're taught that, but like you said, you can't change anyone else but yourself. And when you, when you are responsible for yourself and you do stand in your power, 
then only good things are going to follow that. So yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up. <laughs> so um, we're gonna probably do a part one because we just <laughs> touched upon the first two questions that we wanted to talk about. So, uh, but just- okay. Is it long? <laughs> yeah, and I think it was so rich, you know, the conversation, but we, we did cover a lot of grounds. What, you know, in retrospect, now you are at this like two year mark, right? If you're looking back, if you, if you just want to share a couple of things that you really took away from the experience or something that you would like to communicate to the people who maybe feel called, you know, to participate in something similar and, and, and feel ready to, to radically, you know, shift their life. Um, this is this is the moment, you know, to 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 <laughs> through your message, dear sister. Oh my gosh! Um, so hold on for one second because <laughs> no worries. That was a big question, so I need to. Someone's doing construction. I just heard like a nail or something. Yes, good, good to go. Okay. So my message to anyone who is thinking about starting on a journey like this, who has experience with a journey like this, or feels like, you know, lost or you don't know what to do, but you're watching this, I feel like this is part of your calling. And I feel like you should definitely um, trust yourself and trust it, no matter how hard it feels, um, because everything in the end will be so, so worth it. Um, I would be lying if I said I wasn't very afraid throughout a lot of this, but you know, that's all part of the balance. Um, I always, every single day, I thank Mother Ayahuasca for her infinite gifts. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, because it's, she and Nina have just made that much of an impact on my life. <laughs> and um, I really, really, really do. Um, every single day, I know how much of a difference it's made in my life. Um, I don't live in pain anymore. I, I don't struggle with anxiety anymore. Um, there are so many things in my life that um, have been so enhanced because of the, the changes that I've made in my in my, um, in my thought processes, in my daily habits, um, simply because of the awareness that I've gained from, from this. So, um, yeah, <laughs> um, I really, really, um, would suggest, you know, that, um, you, 
look into um, just do a little bit of research on um, on some uh, guides such as Nina. I I really I'm seriously not just saying this. <laughs> um, there were many 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 times throughout my integration where I would have just given up, or I would have I thought this is too expensive, or um, things like that. But or it was just like too dark to even handle, but having her, um, her expertise and her knowledge and just her support, um, it really, uh, got me to where I am today. So it was a really, it was a team effort and, um, you don't have to do this alone. And, um, you know, that type of investment is, was, and is so worth it. So if you ever want to talk to either one of us about, that um I know that we're both here to to do that <laughs> and we're more than happy to we would love to talk about it so yeah <laughs> any questions reach out to us I know Nina will cover this as well um so yeah so much for listening. <laughs> thank you so much sister um, I'm so touched and yeah as we say here always you are the healer and love is the medicine so the yes. main gratitude goes to you because you this is true. It, you know and 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 we always say that the medicine and the guides and the therapists and the healers like are guides and supports on the journey but you are the protagonist and you are the most important part and i think that that the amazing uh positive changes that happened in your life was was greatly because of that commitment that 100% commitment and that radical honesty with yourself and that willingness and willingness and openness that you had and still have so yeah definitely team effort but without you you know nobody can do this for you so and that's 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 part of that empowerment that as we go through you know these type of processes we are like wow i am strong <laughs> yeah you're so right and you know that that like also goes back into like the truth is hard to swallow like sometimes it really sucks to like put that hard work in and you know tell yourself you're not a victim anymore but it only sucks for like a second and then you have the whole rest of your life um learning how to heal yourself over and over again and that's another thing that I've learned so yeah yeah thank you <laughs> you yeah and for all of you who are listening i hope that you enjoyed this episode and please help us to share this video and subscribe to my youtube channel and and all the other channels in social media because we are relying on you to put this out there and to make it available for people who are considering you know doing um, this type of journey with this beautiful plant medicine, the mother ayahuasca, and that's why we are doing this podcast and putting all this effort to to help people to understand a little bit better what they are heading into and to navigate this this path with a little bit more ease and grace. So thank you for your contribution and your support. Thank you for listening, and uh, see you soon because we will be back very shortly with Libby. Lots of love. Bye.